Well, seventh and eighth graders, listen up, just because you've heard half of these things over the last two months does not mean you don't have to listen today. Turn, please, to Philippians 4.8. Um, this is part two of a sermon I started last semester, so there were a few of you who may not have been here, and so if that is you... I am not going to re-preach that we covered a lot of ground, a lot of distance, and you can go listen because the World Wide Web has it readily available for anybody in the world who wishes to hear what I said and uh, the word of God there that was given. I say that today is going to be a lot more practical, whereas last time was a whole bunch of scripture. So, please don't walk out today and say, wow, he just, all he did was give us his thoughts. I laid a very clear groundwork last time, and so we're going to build on that. I will have some scripture today, but we're going to build off of where we were last year. Last year, I guess it would have been. Uh, so, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Let's pray. Lord, help us as we listen today and as I give your word and some thoughts um, that very much are rooted in Scripture. Help me to be clear. Help me to be careful to say the things you'd have me to say and share with these wonderful folks here. And help me to leave out anything you would not have me to uh, deal with this morning. Um, please be with us these next few minutes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, I pray that prayer because there is a lot I could talk about. And um, one of the things we dealt with last semester is wisdom and discernment. And so just because you know something doesn't mean you have to tell everybody about something. Um, we've heard some very, very good preaching lately, um, specifically even talking about that. For instance, I don't remember the preacher, but he was talking about how, I hope you know more today about your salvation than you did the day you got saved. And if you try to just tell everything to a six-year-old how to know about salvation, you're, you are just going to confuse them. Um, so that, that principle applies here. Um, I'm going to go back through a couple things that we talked about last uh, semester, and then we will jump into some new, uh, some new material here. Uh, we, we pushed this idea of we need integrity uh, Proverbs 11.3, the integrity of the upright shall guide them. Uh, we talked about Proverbs 14.12, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. We have this um, innate desire to f- participate in things that are evil. We have a curiosity. By the way, God made us curious people. Variety is okay to do this, to do the same old, same old all day, every day, does get boring. Uh, but we need to exercise restraint. Uh, James 4, 7, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Um, evil corrupt good manners. If this is cutting out, we can... Uh, I feel like it's 
having a bad day. Technology doesn't work when you want it to, and it, the microphone knows who's, who it's picking up. Um, attitude matters. We talked about bitterness. If people who are going to be bitter are just going to be bitter, and God's got to change that. It's not a system a system isn't going to change that. God getting a hold of your heart is what's going to change that. Uh, we should have accountability. God sees all. Hebrews 4.13, neither is any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Uh, but then we, sh- we can help keep each other accountable. Uh, Hebrews 3.13, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. Um, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. That's just verse 24 there. Uh, So we should be edifying. We should be watching and staying away from sin, and that is my recap of last semester's sermon. So I hope you have a piece of paper out by now. If you don't, you have a lot to try to remember. Um, This, if you would like to continue the outline, would be kind of Roman numeral 2. This is technology concepts to understand. So Roman numeral one, that whole last sermon was kind of biblical concepts, biblical thoughts about technology. Now we are going to start applying it much more. But before I do that, Philippians 4, 8, uh, the end of that verse, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. What should we think on? Things that give you value. Things that further you for God, for the Lord. Things that bring no value should be kept at a minimum. There's a time to have fun. There's a time to play. There's a time to uh, enjoy a roller coaster ride. Most of you, most of you would like that. Some of you, no. No, no, it's okay. (laughs) You, You can go ride the roller coaster. Okay, there's a time for that. But by and large, we need to focus on things that bring us value. And edification is that idea of us bringing value to others. Is your, are you valuing things that are helping you? And then are you giving value to others? That's the big problem with all these fancy degrees people can get now. They bring no value to the table. You got a degree in psych- psychological analyzation of the weirdest things. It's like, at the end of the day, can you get a job in that? No company is going to see that as giving them value. Okay, so that was free. That was free. Bring value to the table. Philippians 4.8 even has that idea. Okay, so... First technology concept to understand. Nothing is free. We just heard this, I think this would have been Friday, Pastor Ruby. It was either Friday morning or Friday night. He was talking about this idea of your salvation is not, actually this was Thursday night. Your salvation, so much, so many sermons in one little 25 hour period of time. Your salvation isn't free. It's free to you, but it costs somebody something. And with technology, the same thing is true. If you are getting it for free, it ain't free. Somebody's paying for it. And if it is being paid by somebody else, they're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart. You are the payment. They're selling you. 
So I, that there's a whole lot of technologies that that could apply to. Good technologies and bad technologies. There's technologies I have that are free that I'm okay with that company knowing. Let's just talk about Google. Google Maps. They know everywhere you've been. That's just that's understood that Google knows that. That's not even a point of discussion anymore. They just know that. What are they doing with that? They're making money off of where have you been? I laugh at the uh, Pokemon Go craze of, what, six years ago. It was free, right? You know what they got? Millions and millions in, in just a couple weeks. Millions of, I think even billions of dollars worth of data on people. And they sold that data for lots of money, and Nintendo got very rich off that one. The video game industry has a saying for free-to-play games. And I think, I, I'm not going to act like none of us have, there, there's anyone in here who's never touched some sort of game, whether that's a gaming console or an app. Here's their saying, the more you play, the more you pay. So they rope you in by giving it to you for free. And I, I hope none of us have ever gone this route. I've talked to bus parents who are trying to figure out how that $10,000 credit card bill got racked up by their kids. Oh, it's okay. Or it's, or it's phone bills. Like, how are you talking? Who, who lives in Namibia that you were talking to? Oh, some game thing. Okay. Um, but, but even with salvation, we are bought with a price. Okay, 1 Corinthians 6.20, for ye are bought with the price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. As a Christian, God owns me. He paid the payment for my sins. I then am compelled to live for him. In the technology world, you can get it free. You are then compelled to do what they want. And they get us hook, line, and sinker. Okay, so just know that nothing is free. Also know that, secondly, nothing is secret or private. I don't care what their privacy policy says, which, by the way, none of us ever read. <laughs> You'd be shocked sometime to actually read one of those. If, you, if people actually read those, they would not use the technology because they, you basically are signing that little agree button. You're signing away all your rights anything they find and get on that you put on that platform um that so just know that no ex the the legal term is expectation of privacy don't expect uh, there was a girl um probably eight years ago in our school who got a, an account at, i don't even remember the video app it's long gone uh, i, I and she put some, I think it was Vine, she put stuff on there that she shouldn't have put and then forgot her login. She forgot the fake email address she used. <laughs> she forgot her login and couldn't get the stuff down. Okay? It, I, it's not there anymore because Vine ceases to, ceased to exist. Some other company bought them out. Uh, but don't expect that what you put on there you can control kind of sin, I say the same way. Don't, don't expect you can control it. Uh, third thing, third thing to know about technology. Negativity gets 
views or viewers. Companies know, people know, you'll click on that, that video title that is divisive. That gets them views. Case in point, we, Fairhaven has a video called the Catholic Order, the Catholic Church, whatever. It's got like a couple hundred views. Fairhaven has a second video called False Doctrines of the Roman Catholic Church, and that has gone viral. Similar content, similar preaching, everything. Which one gets the views? The divisive one. Okay, so uh, in, a ne- in a recent news study, negative views provokes a stronger physiological reaction and garners more attention than positive or neutral news. Only a minority of people respond to positive news. <laughs> so it, it's just interesting to know we, we jump on these bandwagons. It really, there's a lot of bandwagons we jump on that we just let it be. Let it be. I uh, Yesterday, read a, I don't know if any of you have listened to the Tucker Carlson interview of, the, the two-hour interview of Putin. Very interesting. I watched the entire thing. Yes, one and a half times speed. Thank you, technology. Um, but I saw a Ukrainian missionary. Some girls in our college used to, used to be in our college. Their parents were missionaries in Ukraine. And so on Facebook, I've... Um, just the family comes up on my Facebook feed sometimes. And her comment on the Tucker Carlson interview with Putin was, I didn't watch it. I don't need to watch it because I don't do what I do here in Ukraine based on a whole bunch of propaganda by a whole bunch of other countries. <laughs> and that's not all she said, but it, it was just very interesting um, there's, and you can watch all kinds of recaps on that interview. Uh, Putin hates the U.S. or Tucker hates the U.S. or all these things. What is the point of that? To get you to click. And this missionary lady pointed out, I want none of it. It doesn't concern me. I'm here to preach the gospel. I really don't care what some guy who gets a lot of attention from the U.S. thinks. And, and it was a very interesting interview. I liked the interview. It taught me a lot. Go watch it. I'm not saying don't watch it. But in her place, in her ministry, as a wife of a missionary in Ukraine, she said, I don't need it. And, and by the way, I think that would be good for us to practice a little more. You know what? I could chase this. If you're into politics, great. But sometimes we need to just set it aside and say, you know what? All right. It's all out there. It's all propaganda. Just so you know, all news is prop. Okay, never mind. Okay, that's not the point of the sermon today. Um, humans recall insults better than praise. We react more strongly to negative stimuli. Uh, we think about negative things more positively than positive ones. The news companies know that. The social media networks know that. They get us. Okay, here's the next thing, fourth thing, fourth technology concept to understand. Make access easy. Mm-hmm. Technology has made a lot of things in our life easier. Technology companies are in a race to make 
your experience on their system as painless and smooth as possible. Take, for example, the vending machine. This is hardly technology in the idea of the internet. Take the vending machine, for example. They've done studies. A cash-only vending machine makes this much. A vending machine that can take credit cards makes this much. And a vending machine that can take Apple Pay makes this much. What's the difference? Ease. The ouchie factor is not there. Tap, beep, beep. There's my, there's my treat. Um, the ouchie factor is there when you pull out your wallet and have to, you know, is it Ben? I don't, I don't, I'm not, sorry, I'm not in fifth grade to know who all's on my bills. Ben's screaming at me, no, don't put me in. Um, but that's, that is a proven thing. And, um, but that's, technology companies do everything they can do to make your experience as smooth and painless as possible. So the flip side of this is, we can help ourselves by, yes, understanding that, but also making things less easy to get to on our phones. We'll deal with that later. Okay, next thing, next concept. The show-off mentality. The show-off mentality. These are really deeply theological. I spent lots of time coming up with these alliterated... I'm sorry, I didn't. I'm not one of those... I'm glad for people who have a brain for that. I don't. The show-off mentality is real. The internet is a breeding ground for show-offs. Um, the internet also cheapens love. Everything's love, 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 like, love. There's no true love. Um, everything's just, oh, look at me, look at me. The show-off is real. Uh, funny thing is... Instagram and others have allowed ordinary people, you and me, to have a vision into the life of the 1%, the elites. And then we go around thinking, that's what I'm striving for, that's what I'm striving for, that's what I'm... This is not what the Bible calls us to do, follow the influencers Hey, they, they look good, fine, great, I'm happy for them. They can have that. They can have their reward. They can have their millions of followers and millions of dollars for their followers. I don't live for that. That's not the point of my life. And so when we get attracted to things, uh, I don't care whether it's a soccer player, a fitness guru, just, it's not what we're here for. And, and know this, people online only show you the things they want you to see. They don't show you the bad night of no sleep because they're on drugs. They don't show you their insurance bill after they've flipped four Ferraris. Okay, they don't show you that stuff. I made that one up. I sorry. They don't show you that. They show you what they want you to see. And we we somehow think, oh, that's neat. No, it's not. Um, 
and uh, let me make this statement about the love part of things. When you promote everything as true love, you lose the value of love. Everything online is love, 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 love. Nothing's, nothing's worth loving anymore. No value to love. Okay, so just know that. The show-off mentality and cheapening love, they're kind of two points in one. Here's one. <laughs> if you want to write this one, great. Other, I'd say just listen to this one. Mountains of truth versus pulpits of misinformation. There's a famous uh, viral guy, police officer in Arizona, and he pulls people over and they video it, and it's, they're, they're really entertaining. Um, he pulled over a lady for holding her cell phone. Officer, I was not holding my cell phone. Oh, right, you were not. You were actually holding your selfie stick with the cell phone on it. You're getting a ticket. <laughs> She's on her pulpit of misinformation. My friend told me. You know what? I don't care what your friend thought. There's the mountain of truth to deal with. You can be on your cute little soapbox, your little pulpit of misinformation, but there's a mountain of truth. And as a Christian, there's a mountain of truth that we should follow, and there's a whole bunch of people online that'll say, oh, if this happens, make sure you do. No, it's not what, that's not how we should think about that. That's not how we should deal with that. Uh, next thought, concept to understand. Heroes, or for me, it's in quotes, heroes emerge from dark places. That's the note there. Heroes emerge from dark places. Uh, the mo uh, Pastor Ruby, he was standing, I think, right there, pointed this out. Video games, okay? The most followed and most watched YouTubers are video game players. I think the one used to be PewDiePie. It looks like PewDiePie, but I, then I heard his name. like, oh, it's not PewDiePie, it's PewDiePie. He's, I think, currently the most subscribed YouTuber. He's a video gamer. I, I was like, hey, I got to check this out. I watched this thing. I'm like, nope, <laughs> no more. Um, many heroes come from the sports realm. Is this really where our greatest heroes should come from? Hey, if somebody's made some great accomplishments, I have no problem if you want to, you know, see that and, and acknowledge that. But be careful promoting them to a certain level of nostalgia in your brain. Um, I can say that after listening to many conversations around teenagers and college students, sports is definitely one of the main top topics that comes up. Just an observation. I'm not saying it's all wrong. Be careful. Put it in its place. Uh, last of these technology concepts to understand. There is wickedness everywhere. And I don't need to say that. I think we know that ads are disgusting. When I was a kid, the hardest thing was, the, the, the hardest thing we had to deal with was don't look at that billboard. Now, you can be doing perfectly legitimate homework research, watching YouTube videos for good things, good causes, and the ad pops up. It's just wicked um but on the other side of things 
you need to also understand that's how they make money. You're not paying to use that platform. The advertisers. So that also tells me it's not going to get any better because they need their ad revenue. You know, the whole, if you're getting it free, it ain't free. Yeah, those ads. And when they need ad revenue, they're going to let anybody put ads on, on their system. Uh, I, I personally like being on our network because I've blocked all the ads as best I can. Okay, some get through. There's nothing you can do about certain ones. I was in a hotel um, candy on a candy cell trip once, and I opened up Facebook, and I was like, what? I could not believe the ads it showed me. And it wasn't just, it was just ads everywhere, all through the page. I just, I'm used to not seeing that. So there are some things you can try to do to minimize that, ad blockers and other things, but it's a wicked world out there. And, and just know that. And what does that mean to you then? And that's kind of point three is the application. Uh, what does that mean to you is we need to, I don't know exactly what it means to you. I wish I could stand up here and say, I know the answer. I know all the answers. I don't know all the answers. I've also learned there's no one size fits all fix for this. One person might need to deal with it in one way. Another person might need to deal with it another way. Our high school students are going to deal with technology very different than the college students. You have parents who are hopefully engaged, and if they're not, get them engaged today. College students, you've stepped away from your parents a little bit. I personally believe you should go get them engaged. Now, it's going to be hard. It's hard. And some of your parents I've talked to because I've needed to get the code from them to help you download an app. Okay, But if you have no controls, let's get some controls. And I don't necessarily want to be the one to do it. My goal here is not, I, I want to be, the, I hate being the bad guy. You need to find somebody you can trust and deal with it. Okay, so applications. First one, limit the amount of time you follow the world's heroes. I'm not saying you can't ever, ever watch highlights. Ugh. But fine if you do. Heroes are a funny thing. <clears throat> There's a popular saying, some of you may have heard it. Never meet your heroes. They may not live up to your expectations and disappoint you when you meet them. <laughs> they say, especially in the Hollywood world, don't go to Hollywood, California, L.A. and walk down and hope to meet your uh, favorite star because they're going to shove you off the sidewalk out of, their bodyguards are going to shove you out of the way. Don't meet your heroes. They're not as nice of people as you think. Why? Remember that whole 1% thing? They tell you, they, that you see, you think they're these great people, but then when you meet them, what you've seen is only part of their life, the things they want you to see. And yeah, it doesn't go well. Never meet your heroes. Just enjoy the fantasy of them being a hero. We'll deal with the fantasies. Um, have heroes that are based on spirituality. I, somebody, I can't remember, uh, there was a preacher in, I think, chapel here back a couple months said, um, don't have heroes. 
until they die. Don't, don't, have, don't make a preacher your hero until they're dead. I, I, don't, I, I don't remember the exact context of how he said that, but be careful who you elevate to be a hero. Now, if they're following this book, you should learn from them. You should apply everything you possibly can that they give from your word to them. But ultimately, your hero is the Lord Jesus Christ. And if they fall, I just can't either. There's no hope. If they can't do it, I, you know what? What matters? My relationship with God. So know that about your heroes, whether it's sports heroes, biblical heroes, um, don't lose sight of God if your heroes fall. Because you might have a hero, somebody that you've always looked up to, who falls. And if you have that hero who falls, go get some help, get some counsel. I think we have this idea that I've got to do it on my own. You know what? Uh, biblical accountability, go to a trusted friend, go to a dorm supervisor or somebody who can help you and say, listen, I'm fighting this. Uh, God gives us good people in our lives. Uh, second one, limit video games and movies. I hardly need to preach on this. This has been preached on many times in the last little while. Um, I will throw out one thing. Our brain interprets threats on a screen the same as real-life threats. Um, therefore, we tend to live with stress hormones constantly active in our brain. This leads to exhaustion and even sickness. I've talked to bus families who, oh, kids don't go to sleep, and when they do, they can't go to sleep, and that's why they don't come on Sunday morning. What are they watching? Horror films. Of course they're going to have stress hormones rattling around in their brain all night. My wife and I had to stop watching stuff late at night. Hey, let's, ah, the kids are, no, I can't sleep. I it just, that's what things do. Um, video games, he, he hit it Friday, so I don't have to re-preach it. I'll just mention, uh, don't live in the fantasy world of video games. You get to control, I, I watched a bus mom, I think it was Sims. She had this beautiful, elaborate house. I mean, gorgeous thing. And she has to log in every hour to, you know, cook the food and clear the table to keep the house nice. And this is the virtual world. And I just remember thinking, but your house here is a wreck. <laughs> out of touch with reality, but technology is designed to get us out of touch with reality very fast. And it does. Christmas break? I'm sorry. I've heard stories. Hours and hours and hours, and at the end of the day, it's, oh, it's dark out. Oh, I guess I'll just go back playing games. Be careful of that. <clears throat> Have Next one. Have physical barriers. There are some physical things you can do that are tremendous helps. Uh, first thing I would suggest is keep your phone out of your room at night. That one may be solved for now. Uh, but that's not just a Fairhaven thing. That is not just all of a sudden we came up with this idea, hey, let's make everybody's life miserable. There are uh, studies that are done on this stuff. And I don't know where the administration got the idea from necessarily. Uh, but it, it's a clarity of mind 
there's freedom when you don't have to check that all the time. There's a freedom that comes with the clarity of mind of not having this around at all times. So it, it, that's something I can't really preach on. You just got to find out for yourself. Um, have good godly friends come along and help you. If they need to hold your computer, let them hold your computer. Hey, can you just take this for a couple days? I, I, don't, I don't have a project that you need to work on. Make it harder to access, and some of that is a physical thing that needs done. Set up screen time. Apple and Android have tremendous parental control. It's parental controls. They don't call it parental controls. Apple calls it screen time. Android calls it family link. The icon is a kite. You know, the thing that blows in the wind. Um, Check it out. Have your parents set it up. It's really neat. Even if you don't have a specific need that you're trying to get rid of. I have an addiction to this app. Set it up. It's really nice because it, you know, at least the iOS tells you, oh, you've been on this for a half hour. I have? I have 10 minutes a day on Facebook. And at the end, my wife has to put the code in. So I feel like I heal. I'm out of time. And, and now I legitimately need it right? Because I'm looking at something on Marketplace or something. I want to go buy this, and now I can't even see it and communicate with the people. Okay, so there's legitimate reasons, but 10 minutes, and when the five-minute timer goes off, I'm like, oh, close. I'm done. I don't, I've been on it five minutes already? Yeah, I have. We all know the battle. Um, uh, take your different apps that you waste time on and put a time limit on. Get a trusted friend. Get a parent. I don't care who. There's some physical things you can do to end some issues. Um, this could be a sermon in and of its own. Next one here. Take control of your destiny. If you can't control a credit card, what do you do? Cut it up. And delete the number out of everything it's in. Um, when it's time to say enough, do it. There are things you can control. Control them. There are things you can't control. Give them to the Lord. But never should the answer be, I can't control it. Fine, I'll just delve all the way in. No, control it. Control the things you can control. Um, i got to move on. News, a note here about news. Um, everything has an angle. Everything is, in a way, propaganda. Or, maybe to put it more lightly, has an agenda. I didn't even get to the social media stuff. Let me throw a couple, couple things out about social media. Everything posted has an angle. Your friend posted that because they want you to see it or other people to see it. They have something they're trying to get across by posting it. Follow friends who post good things. And don't follow. I, I hear, what, I hear pe- people talk about who they follow on Facebook. And I'm like, Why? Why would you do that to yourself? I don't even want to have to process that stuff. Follow things that, like we said way at the beginning, give you a value. Give you value. Social media gives cowards a voice. They can say whatever they want. They won't say it in real life, but they'll say it online. Stay away from those people. The pulpit of misknowledge. (laughs) There's a whole bunch of 
funny ideas that people post. Just because your best friend posts it doesn't mean it's right. Um, a fool, Proverbs 29, 11, a fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in until afterwards. Uh, another thing with social media, just focus. God didn't make us to be in everybody else's business. God didn't make us to know the world's affairs. Everybody. No. Um, to work with your own hands, do your own business. Um, be able to shut it off. I'm sorry. What, it, it irritates me when everybody has to know the latest score. Who cares? You'll find the, the answer at the end. Don't always have to check in and know the latest score. Your brain was only made to concentrate on one task at a time. So I need to know the score means you just shut off what the teacher was saying in class. You did, and I'm sorry. That's how it works, whether we like it or not. Um, there are worldly people out there. They, they want to get in and communicate with you. Stay away. If they're not from your church or a good church that you maybe grew up in, you don't need to be their friend. Just because they came up and, hey, be this person's friend, you don't have a clue who they are, you don't need to be their friend. God did not make us. And by the way, there's no commandment in the Bible that you have to friend everybody who wants to be your friend out there on social media. By the way, there's not a command that we should pray for every last person's, you know, re big toe hurts request in the world either. At some point, you have your church. Yes, we should pray for the world to be saved, but we don't need to pray for everybody. And I know that may sound really harsh, but even if you did pray for everybody's big toe that hurts that they post on social media... So what is the quality of prayer? Do you realize we need like eight hours a day on our knees to pray for all that? How about we focus on quality over quantity? Let's, let's pray for our missionaries. or, or your, your home churches, of course, your missionaries. Um, get out of this idea that everything else matters. Um, social media at best creates shallow friendships, and we're going to wrap it up. Um, I'll leave you one thought, and then I'll be done. Regarding sin, specific to sin, technology just brings lots of good opportunities to sin. Okay, It does. You can be in control of it and deal with it. Some of that's getting good friends, getting good uh, pastor, pastor's wife, teachers, good accountability. Uh, there's an app called Cord where you can, it's, I think, two or three people, where two or three people are gathered together. I am in the midst of them. Get two or three people, and every day it's a thumbs up, thumbs down. Hey, we messed up. It's, it's an app. It's called Cord, C-O-R-D. Um, check that out. Uh, but regarding sin, I, I put this statement down back a few months, and I've just thought about it. No sin I took part in ever took me a place I wanted to be. Sin will take you places. There is pleasure in sin for a season. Oh, there's not joy, but there's pleasure. Um, no sin I've taken part in ended me up in a place I actually wanted to be. So I hope and pray that through today I could be a help, but God's word will 
just maybe solidify some things. And, you know, if, if you say, Mr. Porzinski, you went way too fast. I can, can I, you can come pick my brain. That's fine. I'll give you the notes. That's fine. You can have them. It's not a, nothing here is super secret. It's a lot of things that doing this for 12, 15 years, I've come up with and observed and had people like Mr. Schrock. Mr. Schrock taught me in school. He's not old, though. Um, just good people and good quality people adding value to my life. So I hope I can be a help. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for these lessons. Uh, thank you how you've worked in my heart and life and uh, even giving me a good wife that helps me in these areas. There, there's not a one of us who is above reproach and above what Satan wants to do to destroy our lives. There's a lot of warnings here. Some here were more serious than others. Uh, but I pray that however you've worked in hearts, you'd bless. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.